Welcome to the Moses Leader Podcast, where you come to have fun, believe, and enlighten. Where the conversations challenge you to become a better version of you, and most importantly, where everyone is welcome. My name is Moses, and I will be your host. Let's get started. Today's episode is called The New Normal. And what I mean by that is, forget who you used to be. Ever since the quarantine and coronavirus has hit, I don't see life going back to the way it was ever again. So, in a sense, you need to forget who you used to be. Forget how popular you used to be. Forget how cool you used to be. Forget what your favorite activity was. Forget what your favorite food was. Forget what your goals in life were. Because I found out that after this big moment of staying in the house for four months, I realized I got to know myself better than I ever had before. I slowed my life down and got to know myself better than I ever have. And I began to realize that the things that I thought was important before the virus hit were not that important to me. I realized that the things that I was into, I wasn't really into. It was just something I was used to doing. Like, I got so much clarification on what was really important to me in life. So that's why I'm saying forget who you used to be because that person is dead. Let me give you some examples. I had goals that I had set before the virus hit. And those goals were good and I was going 20% at them. But as a result of the quarantine, I've gone from 80% to 100% to obtaining my goals. And it just lets me know that I was really focused on my goals. I just didn't have enough time to execute them. So since I've had all this time, I've executed all the goals that I really had in my mind. And it led me to live the life and led me to believe that my true calling is to help the people. Right now, I work at a school and that's fine. I love helping the kids, but I think my in general, I'm supposed to help more. I'm supposed to have a more of a worldwide national influence on the youth. And that's what led me to write my book. It led me to advocate. It led me to speak to youth. And I realized that that is my true passion. And I realized that I am a lot more creative than I ever thought I was. So you get to learn things about yourself. And I realized that we have been living on the terms that society has given us for like the last however many years you are. Until now, I haven't realized that I was just following the system. And most of us are. You know, you're supposed to grow up, work, you know, buy possessions, have a family, and then you eventually leave this earth. But nowhere in there do they tell you to to learn who you are and express yourself. If you get very few people get a chance to express themselves for who they really are. Most people are just going for the protocol or going along with what society would have them do. And I believe this four months let everybody simmer down and get to know themselves on a personal level. I know I did. And as a result of people getting to know themselves on a personal level, that's why these two incidents, that's why the protests happened. People really getting to know themselves like People that were fed up with the police brutality got time to simmer on it and do something about it. And the people that 
so strongly were for police brutality actually got to slow down and realize that we actually have a fucked up way of thinking. We actually have been, you know, bamboozled by our department that violence is the answer. You know, aggression is the answer to solving problems. And I think what the police officers are now realizing that, sheesh, like, are we really this brutal? Like, I think even the police officers and law enforcement didn't know it had got as bad as it had gotten. Just like us people, us black people, didn't know how bad the police brutality got until we simmered down our living rooms where nobody has anything to do. And we just looking at this on TV like, what is going on? This is ridiculous. So, you know, part of... um. Forget who it used to be. This is the new normal. Is us transforming out of that mind frame. Like this right now is the time where it's either going to go right or it's going to go horribly wrong. And honestly, I've always had this opinion that the guy, the people under when I was in high school, you couldn't even be you couldn't be a gay person because you would end up in a fight. You would end up. Uh, Tortured, you know, you people would discriminate against you. People would look down on you. People would harass you. That's when I was in high school. Fast forward to now, you got the, the whole school embraces it and has banners and it's look it's great and it, and everybody's is more accepting of it now and it's it's just a good thing. Like like the times have changed. Homosexuality, bisexuality, whatever you are, it's accepted now and it's a beautiful thing and everybody needs to respect everybody as the individuals they are and we get that we get that now but when i was younger 18 19 16 that generation didn't fast forward to now the kids is my age now they're even more progressive they they're even more progressive they they even more involved in politics than we would have been back in the day so as you can see the world is changing that's why all this conflict is happening right now because the world is changing and the people that want to stop the change are usually the older, elder folks because they're so used to the way things work. It's hard to change, teach an old dog new tricks. And honestly, if you if I had to look at it from my opinion, Trump is the last of the last of that generation of elderly folks that's used to the that were around for, you know, Jim Crow, Martin Luther King, all the civil rights movement action, they were around for that. So they know what it was like to have white, a white only water fountains, black only water, water fountains, you know, uh, and be pretty much predominantly the power in society. The white man in power and can do anything you want to. And like you don't forget stuff like that. You remember how it used to be. You you couldn't possibly see that uh people can be openly gay being good now. You can see uh black people having rights or being equal to you right now. If you so used to that, you had 50, 60 years of that and now in the last twenty years they want to change things up. So understand I get I get where the crazy talk from him comes from. And I get that it, it, it he probably won't change because he's stuck in his old ways. But I'm telling you now, 
the U.S. is changing and it's on the it's on the verge of to me becoming a great country. But let's get back on topic. During the quarantine, we got to learn about each other. What did you learn about yourself? Did you find out that you were selfish? Did you find out you were unmotivated? Did you find out you were scared of failure? Did you find out you were a pushover? Like, these are the thoughts that come to your head. Like, what have I been doing with my life? Have I been reaching for the goals that I actually want to obtain? Have I been just slouching? Have I been going through depression? Like, these are the questions that you had to ask yourself during the quarantine. It made you analyze yourself. So, and I came to the fact that I don't want to go back to the person I was. Not that that person was a bad person. I just don't want to go back to him. The person I am now is more energetic, more optimistic, more enthused than I've ever been in my life. The person now is more proactive, more locked in, more ambitious than I've ever been. I'm not the person I was before quarantine. Quarantine allowed me to slow my life down and figure out what's important to me. And I figured out what's important to me is bringing out the best of me and not caring what anybody thinks about me. Not trying to please anybody around me. Not trying to adjust and fit in with anybody's society, anybody's views, anybody's opinions. Just simply living my life to the best extent that I want to. That's what I learned. Now, the change didn't just start four months ago with the murder of George Floyd. The change has been coming into effect for nearly the last 20 years, if you ask me. First, it was gay rights. Like, you had the right to marriage. You had the right to be openly gay. You got the right to not be discriminated against when you're trying to get employed. Like, the movement has always started toward equality. Uh, now it's just switching over to every part, to all people, all races, all creeds, all religions. So the fight has been going on for a while. Now we're just facing the biggest one, the most long-standing one. You know, even the women's empowerment movement has been taking place over the last five, six years with the Me Too movement. Women are now in more power than they've ever been. They're in more higher positions than they've ever been. You know, they have the right to speak out if they're feeling discriminated against or they feel like they're being harassed or assaulted and they'll be taken seriously. Like, the change has always been coming. The change has always been going. The change is here. And it's been like this for almost the last 20 years. Every year or two, people um, voice their opinions and they voice the unfairness of what's going on. And they make changes. They make new laws. They 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 um, they bring camaraderie. They they basically the government will assess what's going on, and then if you if you fight long enough, you'll get what you want. So from gay rights to women rights, women empowerment, the Me Too movement, those are two big movements that have taken place in the last you know twenty years. On to the next one. Equality among races. Now is our time. 
to demand equal rights, equal pay, equal housing opportunities, equal police protection, you know? So the world, America has been trying to go toward equality for a long time now. And the only thing that's stopping us is the people are really the, the elderly people are so used to how things used to be, but the unfortunate part is they're the ones that's in power. So while they're in power, they can keep us down. They can keep trying to oppress society. But you do have to know that this all will come to pass pretty soon. We just got to wait it out. That's the way I feel. And that's also part of the new normal. The new normal is not where we're used to. The new normal will be better. The new normal will be more accepting of everybody. The new normal will be considerate of everybody. The new normal will be a much more polite society. What's so crazy is, while this is what everybody wants, you got those few, those few that just refuse to give up the power the unequal the un the unjust power that they shouldn't have to individuals as a whole everybody should be equally powerful you, uh, one race of people should not hold all the power and to think that you know that's what's going on and you refuse to let it go because you just want to be in control you know it's wrong, you know it's, it's sad, you know it's it's ridiculous, it's not fair, but you so fine with saying, I'm proud to be a white American and have everything. And I, I wanna be in power and I want no other race to threaten that power, even if it means violence or death. That is what you're saying when you disagree with Black Lives Matter. So in conclusion, all of us should come out of this better people. All of us should have had plenty of time to reflect on life, our lives, current society, and come to a more well-rounded you. Stop letting social norms depict how you live your life. Stop letting family depict how you live your life. Stop letting friends depict how you live your life. Find what it is that's important to you. Find out what it is that you cherish. Find out what it is that brightens your day, that puts a smile on your face. Pursue that. Be around that. Embrace that. Let us take this year into account as a good thing. There were some bad times, but I believe coming out of this, we will be a better society. I promise we will. Now more than ever, have I never felt safer. I've never even, I even feel like white people understand black people a little better after this situation. I think, I know White people have been forced to learn more about us during this situation. And that is a good thing. 
And I also feel like us black people have got gotten to learn a little bit more about white people because as I was talking to my coworkers over a Black Lives Forum that they had for our job where all the African-American people were supposed to speak up about our experiences and how we can make the workplace a better place, something I realized is that a lot of white people have heard about the struggle and they know it goes on, but they didn't know the intensity of it or how much it affected us mentally, physically, emotionally, every day. Like, I didn't, they didn't know that we literally wake up and have this on our mind every day. They didn't know it was like post-traumatic stress disorder to us. Every time we get in our car, having to go home, having to go to the store, having to go to work. They didn't know every time we step in the car, we feel like we might not make it back because of some crooked cop, some cop that don't like us. And I hadn't had, I didn't have any idea that they didn't, they didn't have a choice or a reason to be put in our shoes to feel what we feel. But I feel like if they did know how much it, it, it hurt us and how much it bothered us, they probably would have spoke up sooner. But I, I, I learned that they didn't have an idea how much it really affected us. Like, you might see somebody homeless on the street, and you'd be like, oh, man, they're just homeless. You, but you, but they came and told you that when they woke up at 6, they don't know where they're going to sleep at at 6 the next morning. Or that they wake up today hoping somebody give them some food today. And and while, while they weren't about food, they got to hope that the place they had, they were just sleeping at at 6 that morning where they had a little cot at. That they ain't all, that when they try to go back, they, they picked it up and now it's just concrete there. They was just hoping and praying that they could sleep there one more night before they move. Like you don't know all the ins and out of what goes on with people. And that's what it made me realize. Like they they you heard about homeless people, but you don't you don't actually take time to, to walk in a day in their shoes with them to see how hard it is. So I know I know a lot of white people have heard about the uh, injustice we face and the discrimination we stay, face and the brutality we face from police and just the whole inequality that we face, but I didn't th- they don't, but they haven't been able to walk in our shoes and see exactly what a day is like to be a black person. And that just that let me know, like, okay, I, I didn't fault, I didn't fault a lot of white people as much as I used to. Sometimes, if 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 it's not around you, you don't know anything about it. Or if it's not immediately effect, affecting you, you can't have super empathy for anything. So what this time has let us do is have have other races take a walk in our shoes and see how we live and what we face. And I'm happy for that. I do think it's going to bring about change. It's going to bring about a good change. And I think the world is in for that. And I think the world will. I, th- I know we want to go back to normal, don't we? I know we want to go back to normal, but the normal we about to go back to, man, I, I feel like I'm optimistic. It's going to be a a warm, embracing normal. Like, like I feel like there are going to be people that's just not for equality, but the majority is, and I'm excited for that. And I believe that things going to be okay, and... Things are going to be good from here on out. We'll have a little, you know, breaks of torture and torment and things going wrong. But I believe that we're headed in the right direction.
This is the part where I hate to say bye because I enjoy you guys so much. Thanks for listening to the Moses the Leader podcast. Don't be a stranger though. Follow me at Moses the Leader on Instagram and Twitter and let me know what you guys think. See you next week.